Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scale It Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today we have a juggernaut of a company, in my opinion, in the education space, in the ed tech space. One that I've used, I, uh, I've known friends that have worked for this company. Uh, they have amazing resources. They're also really funny. And we're talking to Andy Rodden, the CEO of Schmoop. Now, if you're not familiar with Schmoop, it is one of the largest digital education publishers, and they have a consumer base of over 16 million monthly learners, uh, with over 1,200 schools and districts using their s- solutions. Uh, Schmoop was founded in 2009 under the idea that learning was too hard. Their teaching method centers on the belief that students can love learning, belief that I share as well, and humor can be the catalyst of engagement. So it's a really cool idea, and again, it falls right in line with the vision and ongoing mission of the EdTech revolution to make learning both accessible and fun. So it is my privilege to introduce the CEO of Schmoop, Andy Rodden. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Excited to be here. So tell us a little bit, before we jump into the history of Schmoop, tell us a little bit about your journey. So you recently you recently joined the company uh this last this year and tell us why what drew you to this company yeah so i you know i started my journey as a mechanical engineer um and you know one of the challenges in becoming a mechanical engineer is learning uh in and of itself and so early in my career i started you know in working as a mechanical engineer kind of solved problems this is really one of the the job responsibilities of of that uh role and and as I progressed forward, one of the challenges that was that was in the you know the engineering environment, if you will, at that time was there was a baby boomer generation that was progressing forward with old technology, and new technology was taking its place. And so I started training those individuals as well as new individuals how to use three-dimensional design software. So got involved early in training, and and that was all in person. And and as things started to evolve. A lot of that stuff started to go online. So uh, about five or six years ago, I came over to start a business unit at a company called Pluralsight, and that company was investing in creating online training for the creative design and engineering space. So we had the challenge of understanding how people learned online, you know, how long a video should be, you know, how much information is passed in that time period. And so I got involved pretty heavily in the ed tech space about six years ago. And after bringing that company through IPO, um, really decided to think about what else I would be passionate about. And so I was introduced to Ellen in late 2017, early 2018. Um, and, and we started talking about, you know, what it would mean for uh, myself to really invest time in Schmup and what, the company was progressively doing. It was such a passionate topic of Dave and Ellen's that, um, you know, when they created the company, 
you know, it was, it was just historically something that they, as you mentioned earlier, saw learning as just too hard. And so the concept of how they approach that mixed with some of the value that I could potentially bring to the company of really developing how people digest content online mixed with the humor was something that really equalized for me. And so that, that concept of coming to Schmup as the CEO was super exciting. And so made that, made that step forward about seven, eight months ago. And, and it's really been an awesome experience since. So I think that's a, a question that anybody in the education space, ed tech space that's creating content, they grapple with those questions that you mentioned, talking about that ideal length for video content, big, big platforms, MOOC platforms like Udemy and so on, have also tried to figure out those, those key pieces of information. But I think the most important thing is that your mission is tied to the fact that, hey, we can make this engaging and interesting, and that's going to seal the deal for a lot of your students and clients, which I think is incredible. So tell us a little bit, if we if we Back up to 2009, because now uh, Shmoop has so many different resources and so many different things available. How, how did it begin? What were, what were the first pieces of content that were being created? Yeah, so um, again, Dave uh, Simonoff, uh, one of the founders, him and his wife, Ellen, uh, decided to create uh, you know, literary guides and, and learning-based content that really could make the novels and the books that you're reading in school today, interesting and digestible. So in order to do that, you know, it really, it really needed relatable information. You know, I think the concept of you know, comparables into things that would be relatable today to, you know, the historics of things that happened in those novels in, in, in adding humor into that made it enjoyable. You know, a lot of the, the, the literary guides that we used to call literary guides, we now call study guides, those study guides are actually longer than the books themselves. And, and the concept of us having a lot of information that's interesting to the learner is something that we really see as important. So you can actually learn more about a book, you know, whether it be 1984 or some other book you know, um, on Schmoop than maybe even reading the book itself. And so we really break down for the learner and try to meet the learner where they're at. You know, it doesn't matter their background um, socioeconomical. It doesn't matter if it, if it's um, um, if they've read before or they haven't read before. Um, we really want to make it simple and enjoyable, and we really feel like by making it enjoyable, people will 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 come back. So in 2009, we started by creating a lot of those um, literary or study guides, and then as we progressed forward, we created in 2010 over a thousand of those and started to move into. ACT and SAT test prep. So we really wanted to give the student um, what they needed to progress forward. We kind of realized, you know, in the world today, in order to to make steps of progress, tests are definitely a part of that, whether it's an AP test, an SAT test to get into school. Um, maybe it's just passing a test, uh, you know, on a specific uh, book. Those types of a type of information becomes really important for students to succeed. It's not just that they understand it, but that they're also actually able to pass that exam. So in, we progressed forward in 2011. We released our, a, our AP test preps. Um, as we move forward into 2014, we started to release teacher resources. Um, we started to provide curriculum for the classroom. Um, we started to be recognized in the industry. Uh, by 2016, we had over 10,000 videos published. Um, 2018, we moved into the 16 million a month 
active learners. You know, we just released a new product experience. So right before Thanksgiving of 2019, this year, just about a month ago, we released a whole new website so that we could enhance the learner's experience on the platform from a UI UX perspective, as well as thinking about how we're going to progress forward in the future. So that's a little bit of history about us. I want to jump back into the test prep in a moment, but before we do, tell, can you give us uh, some of the details in terms of what has been enhanced in, in the UX, what's enhanced now for people coming to the website? Well, we have a couple portions of, of our website. One is uh, for our subscription-based um, customers, they'll have an experience with, with no ads. So we, we have a, a pre-paywall environment, as we refer to it, and within that environment, we provide a lot of content, uh, free resources, study guides, um, test prep content, um, understanding what, you know, what you're going to walk into when you walk in to go take an ACT or an SAT um, uh, test. The concepts of all of that experience is on our free site. And, the, and the, the concept is, you know, we published a lot of this not with the intention of thinking about how to lay out um, all this content and organize it so that it was searchable, but really just to provide value. So as we progress forward, more content came out than maybe we thought about organizing. And so as we moved into 2019, we've really taken a look about how the user comes into the platform, what's most utilized, what's most helpful to them to progress in the classroom. And we've really adjusted the UI UX experience. We also rebranded ourselves, gave the, gave the site a whole new look, a new feel, and updated that for you know our learners of tomorrow, and we're super excited about that. Um, the concept of our subscription customers also starts to go into maybe how content connects to each other. Um, if you're really good at specific analytical skills, um, or maybe you're you're really weak at reading comprehension, we can start to tie together different exercises or things that you could do to progress quicker. The meaning of Schmoop actually is to, to, to gain progress. And so it's a Yiddish term, and, and the concept there is really what we want to see for all of our learners coming into the, into the platform is to increase the speed at which they progress. We'd, we, if we could, we'd do that in a matter of minutes. Um, we really feel like it does take some time, but um, we, we really want to be able to progress our learners forward. And so this is hence why we made some of these UI UX changes. I think that's amazing that you have sort of looked at content first. I think it's the same way that a lot of ed tech content creators, the good ones, look at it. Hey, I want to create a lot of value. And then now you're going through the process of organizing and making it more reachable for consumers. So I think that that makes a lot of sense to take that approach. I just wanted to jump into the videos. I think you mentioned you have over 10,000 videos. For the different subjects, do you have different teachers or and, and different uh, narrators, or how, how does that work based on the subject and, and uh, concept? We really try to use a similar voice. And so in a lot of our videos, you'll hear the voice of Dave Simonoff. And so how they're assembled is, is through a variety of different means and editors and different people that will actually put those things together. But we, we try to keep a consistent voice in most of our videos. There are a variety of some others that are actually training specific topics or teaching specific topics on, on the platform. And so you'll hear some of those as well. Um, the concept of the video-based learning is that we're able to communicate again if you watch one of our videos, there's an enormous amount of information. Um, you'll maybe even hear some sarcastic tones in the videos from, you know, making some comparisons to, you know, modern day things that students are relatable uh, to. And you'll find that 
they're pretty funny. Uh, we are, a lot of our videos have kind of an edgy aspect to them. Um, there's certain jokes that we make in those videos that, that really keep the learner engaged at different points in time while we're teaching specific principles that are important to the core development of our learners, as well as maybe things that are just helpful for things like career preparation, um, things that are helpful to acquire a job, what's actually happening in the real world. You know, you can do anything from learn basic concepts about a book all the way to being prepared to take your series six, you know, exams so that you could go actually trade on the stock market. So these concepts of what you would learn in our videos are very wide, but the concepts are really that we're taking someone maybe from a six through 12 environment, someone primarily in a high school based environment to teach them the things they need to learn within school, within the walls of, of school, but then also what do they need to learn to prepare for life as they progress forward? That's great. So you can see them all the way through that journey. And and I want to actually touch back now to test prep because that's something that I'm hugely interested in. I think there's a lot of room for people to add good content in that realm because it's it's difficult. It it creates a lot of anxiety. And I think that different people vibe or connect with with different platforms and different content providers. So tell us a little bit about your uh, you know how how do you approach how does Schmoop approach standardized test prep specifically for the ACT and SAT? It's interesting because we took a different approach with generating test prep. There's a lot of test prep companies out there, and this is a really interesting topic for us because it, it wasn't, you know, test prep isn't why we created Schmoop. It wasn't the, the reason we created the whole platform. There are tons of test prep companies out there that the reason they created their companies is because they saw an opportunity in the market to make money from people trying to prepare for these tests, and then they went about how could we provide value for those students. We took about a, we took a totally different approach to creating our test prep, which was we were really interested in learning the subjects and the content that we were that we were creating. We started to see an alignment from our learners telling us like, hey, some of this content would actually be helpful in preparation for the ACT or for the SAT or for even better, the AP test that I'm taking. You know, the the concepts of our learners being the best students in the classroom is very real. You know, the people who come into Shmup are are really the learners who are interested in gaining, you know, progress personally within the learning environment. And the people who who are using Shmup are, are usually, in most cases, the best you know, graded students in the classroom and the best performing on their exams. And so the, the concept of, you know, of creating test prep for us was kind of a natural afterthought, if you will. And the concept of us already having all the content was already there. So when we created the content, both the written content and the video content, the way that we thought about it wasn't, you know, how do we, how do we go prepare this person to go do this. We really were interested in helping the student learn at the root foundational levels what that book meant or what those specific subjects were and how we actually helped them progress. And so the concept of what we have today was as we started to align over the last decade the beautiful content that we created for our learners, we started to think about how those align to the 35 AP tests that you could go take today. Um, uh, an ACT test or an SAT test or even other things that you would prepare for, you know, from an exam perspective. And so for us, 
um, the concept of preparing somebody for an AP test really ended up being the best available way to go prepare for that because of the content. It's rare that a company that prepares their students for an AP test or for an SAT or ACT test is the same company that went and created all the content. And so we have both the content, we're developing the, the, the actual product of how you digest content, and then we're providing that and organizing in such a way that um, isn't just on the SAT independently or just the ACT independently or just one AP exam, but rather all of them. And the, the fact that we're kind of that one-stop shop, if you will, for learning if you're in high school really becomes a, a no-brainer for, you know, the top learners in the industry to be able to progress their, their you know, studies forward and, then in the end, their careers forward. So, um, yeah, we feel like, you know, arguably our, our test prep really is the best, and we feel like the reason it's the best is because the way that we thought about the learning journey and how people digest content. And then you mix together the humor in that and kind of the fun, engaging aspect. Preparing for an ACT or SAT test can be the most boring thing in the world. You know, it's just so dry. But the, the concept of using Schmup to do that, keeping it humorous, keeping it light, really starts to break down the barriers of the nerves that kind of come along with preparing for something like that. You just have to realize you've got an opportunity in your life to progress forward and this is one of the first stepping stones that you can go prove yourself. Rather than get overly nervous about it, being prepared for it is key. And bringing humor in, into, the, into the room when you're preparing for that really just makes it kind of fun, starts to take the nerves out, and really enhances your ability to be the best who of who you are. So that's what we're excited about from a test prep perspective. There's a lot to uh, unpack there, but I think the overarching message is incredible, and I don't. I I think we really got to play up that that element of humor and making people feel comfortable and beating that test anxiety because that's that's a super important facet of test prep. So so that's really awesome. As as you look forward now to the next year, two years, five years, what's on the horizon for for Schmoop and for for the company mission? Well, we really think about you know our students that have come to our platform and used our content for free. Now we've had a lot of schools reach out to us and we've had a lot of um, districts reach out to us around how they can implement Schmup in their classroom. And so while we do feel we can sit back and continue waiting for students to come to us, we feel like we can proactively reach lots more students through um, the districts and schools that are already in place. We're also realizing that so many students are electing to take different courses forward or different paths forward in order to finish high school and prepare for university or not. Some people are deciding, hey, you know, I'm going to college just isn't for me, right? And so the concept of being prepared for life becomes to become you know, really important for us to provide content that allows those individuals to take the direction and the path that they choose. And so as we progress forward, it becomes important that our product can really align the needs of each of our students. And so being able to customize a path forward for our learners really becomes essential, both in the classroom and in for independent learning. And so when we, when we think about our students, you know, we're not afraid to ask our students certain questions like, how much sleep did you get last night? 
um, you know, those kinds of things will actually lead into either certain habits or aspects of preparedness for, you know, students to progress their um, situation into what's digestible and how do I use content that's actually going to help me? What are you interested in? Where, where, where do you want to go in life? Uh, do you want to go to college? Do you want to, um, do you, do you want to, what do you want to go to um, college for? What are you trying to prepare yourself? What's your, what are your interests on top of, um, you know, asking specific analytical questions of, you know, how good are you at, at this specific topic and understanding maybe, you know, from a, a literary perspective, certain skill sets that the student has. So assessments really come into play for Schmuck moving forward to understand where is the learner at in their journey and how can we help them progress forward in whatever direction it is that, that they want to go. And so as we do that, it really becomes important that the product can facilitate those questions and the product can facilitate and tee up you know, next level content for our learners, whether they're you know, in a brick and mortar school system or if they're learning online, um, we want to be able to provide that experience for them to actually gain, you know, in the end progress. All of this sounds extremely exciting and, and really seems like you guys are on, on a terrific path to help people and continue to build really great content. So I commend you. This is awesome. And again, this is something that I'm super passionate about. And I love the company. I've, I've used the content. I think it's great. So I'm really excited. For people who are listening out there and want to check out, uh, check out the content on Shmup, how did, how did, they, how did they do that? All they need to do is they need to go to shmoop.com, S-H-M-O-O-P.com. Funny name. Um, you know, Ellen created that name. You know, Ellen was one of the founders of Yahoo. When Yahoo came out you know, early in the day, it was another funny name company. We believe in funny names. We believe in humor. They just need to go to shmoop.com. They can go check out the free resources. So up at the very top of the page, they can go directly to the free resources. They can also subscribe to actually help them help them with their homework. They can subscribe to prepare for an AP test or an SAT test and, and actually dig in and use the content. Um, schools, they can suggest to their school that their school reaches out to us as well. Um, if they see a lot of value in it, a lot of teachers like to hear, you know, what that is. Teachers also have plans that they can purchase. So, Again, easiest thing to do, go to shmoop.com, S-H-M-O-O-P.com, and go check out the content on the site. Very cool. Again, CEO of Shmoop, Andy Rodden, thank you so much for joining. And guys, if you didn't get a chance to write that information down, well, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, make sure to go to the show notes at scalerlearning.com, go to the podcast section, and check out the write-up for this episode. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for Scalar Learning, and we've got tons of math content, lots of test prep stuff, especially if you're studying for the ACT or SAT. We've got all stuff related to those math portions. And we got a new math music video coming out on the horizon. It's going to be about synthetic division. So if you're dealing with that in school, make sure to be on the lookout for that math music video. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I'll see you next time. Take it easy. Yeah.